welcome to an episode of Beyond Our Borders, conversations with Atlantic Canadians who are impacting the world. Each episode will bring you key insights, tools, tips, and tricks in life and in business from the best and the brightest from this corner of the world. Brenda Saunders-Todd is the dynamic CEO of Dress for Success Halifax, an international organization whose mission is to promote the economic independence of women by providing work-appropriate attire, a network of support, and the career development tools to help women thrive in work and in life. Brenda is a respected leader and a tireless champion of women. She's also an innovator, and she is the only Canadian chosen to be on the International Board of Directors. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you very much for having me, Tanya. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) So, um, as you know, I start every conversation with the same question for all of my guests, and that is, what's been the biggest challenge in your life or career that you had to overcome, you know, to be the success you are today, to be the leader you are today? Well, that's an excellent question. And I would have to tell you that it's deciding or actually acknowledging that there are so many, uh, there are only so many hours in the run of a day. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest challenges is wanting, and I repeat wanting, not needing, but wanting to do more in the span of a 24-hour day than really can be done. And so I would say that that really has been the biggest challenge for me because I love, absolutely love what I do. I love my family. I love my life. And I just want to keep going and going and going. And yet I know it's very important to have the rest and the recharge that's necessary to continue to give. So would you say you have struck a healthy balance? Well, I don't know if there's such a thing as balance, but I certainly will tell you that I am very pleased and happy with the way my life is unfolding. And for me, it works. I do the things that I thoroughly enjoy doing. And it always amazes me when people will say, you know, oh, my gosh, how do you find time to do that? But I've learned over my life so far that whatever it is that I truly want to do, I am able to find the time to do that. Mm -hmm. That's an important message, I think, for everyone. Exactly. Absolutely. So Dress for Success is a not-for-profit. Was your career always in in nonprofit? No, absolutely not. I actually was introduced to the nonprofit world through an organization called Adsom House, and that is a shelter for homeless women and children. And that was in 2000, the year 2000, and that was my introduction to the nonprofit world in Halifax. And after that, I moved into Dress for Success Halifax. I'm in my 10th year now. Mm-hmm. However, I've my entire life, even to this day, is focused on the entrepreneurial side of you know, the business, even though it's a nonprofit, I really feel that it's most important to look at the organization, especially Dress for Success Halifax, because one of the things that we do for the women is to promote economic independence mm-hmm. for them. And therefore, if we as an organization are not independent and able to take care of ourselves, then really that's a bit of a conflict, I would say. And we 
are not funded in any way, shape, or form in the, in Dress for Success Halifax. Therefore, we need to make sure that we need we do whatever we have to do to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. So I think that my my experience in the entrepreneurial side of things has served me extremely well. Mm-hmm. And I will I will get to more of that as we go along. Uh, tell me about the services that you provide. So we have three programs that we offer through Dress for Success Halifax. The first one is the suiting program, and that's the way that the women come into the program. And the way that happens is that they are referred by other referral agencies. There are about 50 referral agencies in HRM. Interestingly enough, one of them happens to be Adsom House, where I started originally, but the they also look like immigration services, job banks, Phoenix youth, youth programs, universities, colleges, those, any organization that's looking to move women forward, they determine it, that the client is ready to come to dress for success. So for us, it's very, very easy. We serve 100% of the clients that are referred to us. Mm-hmm. We never, you know, there's never ever a decision on our part whether or not we can serve them because every client that comes to us is by referral only. Mm-hmm. So, Tanya, that's the suiting program. And so the way that they would come in to begin with is they have a job interview lined up. They would come in and they would be suited anywhere from an hour to two hours. And they would receive everything from head to toe. That would be their, you know, their blouse, their pants, their skirt, their blazer, their overcoat, their shoes, their boots, their jewelry, purse, everything that is required for them to basically look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And off they would go to their interview. If they are successful in getting that job, landing it, they would then come back to another appointment, which is the employment the employment interview and suiting. So once they do that, they have the job, they receive another complete outfit, and perhaps it may be a little more on the casual side because if the if the client is not working in a highly professional field, they may need more things like a number of pair of black trousers or, you know, white blouses, whatever the case may be, then we would suit them with that for their employment suiting. And they also, in addition to the clothing that they receive at the employment suiting, they receive a gift certificate from the head shop who provides free hair cut and style for the client. Mm-hmm. We also provide for them a certificate to get free dental hygienist that's provided to us by Diana Major. And then we also have a dentist who provides free dental service. And then we also have Willow Boutique who provides free makeup application and instruction to the client. So we are incredibly appreciative to all of these partners, if you will, because we wouldn't be, I mean, we just don't have the funds to be able to right. offer those these services. So they provide all of that to us for free. So this is a very much a community, like a collective effort. Absolutely. 100%. <clears throat> Even to the point of, I will tell you, we're located on Gottagen Street in Halifax and across the street is Staples Business Depot, and they provide for us free parking. And again, you know, it's one of those things that would be a huge inconvenience for the volunteers mm-hmm. who spend their time, but they provide that to us at no charge. So we're extremely grateful for that. You know, Brenda, I was reading about Dress for Success and, you know, something struck me. It said that, you know, on some level you do, you help women kind of kind of reawaken themselves to their own value and the value that they can provide to a work environment, to society, because sometimes we lose ourselves, we don't have the confidence, 
you're a woman in a leadership position and in your career, in your opinion and observation, where do you think women tend to go wrong in, in their career, in their career progression? Well, my automatic thought to that, the answer to that question is in their head. <laughs> yeah. Really. I, I honestly, I feel that, and I think that we all can relate to that at some point in our lives where we get so caught up in self-talk and the majority of people tend to have negative self-talk and it's not uplifting, of course, we know that. And, you know, that really derails a lot of people. And mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. and also, I think oftentimes doing what you think other people think you ought to be doing instead of listening to your own heart's desire and what, you know, what makes your heart sing? What is it that you want to do? But again, that also requires confidence to be able to activate on that. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And listen, I am, I am no exception. You know, I've been my worst, my own worst enemy at times in my life. And I think we've all been there. Absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it, it's you're, you're with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? There, there's no getting away. So if you are not being kind to yourself, there's enough negativity out there that you will face, you know, let alone having it internally and having those, right. you know, those stories all day long. So it's really, really important to have outside influences that are very positive and are lifting you and supporting you. And that's one of the things that I love about Dress for Success Halifax is that, you know, it really, it's not just about the suit. It really is about the confidence building and the supporting and the lifting women up and moving them forward. So when you send women out the door, is there any follow-up? Is it a continued relationship? Do you Absolutely. see their, like, do, are you witness to their evolution? Absolutely. Once a client comes through the door at Dress for Success Halifax, they're a client for life. So it really, you know, they may not get the job or it might be six months later and they get a job, then they come, they can still come back six months later for that employment suiting. It might be two or three years has passed. Maybe they were working and, you know, whatever happened in their lives, they may return to dress for success at any time. There's no need for a referral after that because as I say, once they are a client of dress for success, they are a client for life. And so for us, yes, we are looking always at following up because we want to make sure sometimes if the client doesn't realize the services that we offer, even though we tell them this when they come in for their first appointment, they're so overwhelmed oftentimes they Mm -hmm. really can't, they can't, they can't take all that information in. So we will make a call and follow up. How did the interview go? You know, what's happening? And if they, they let us know that they have the job, then we bring them back in. And really it's, it's so Amazing. It's instant gratification. I can tell you that for me personally, as well as my volunteers, because the women are incredibly appreciative of the work that we do. I love your, um, you're, you're very innovative and you're very resourceful. And you were the one that created the social boutique, which in your words has become the economic engine for Dress for Success Halifax, because as you mentioned, you get no funding. So you're responsible for raising your own money. Can you tell our listeners about the social boutique? I would be happy to tell them about the social boutique. Let me say, yes, I am the birth mother of the social boutique. However, let me also say very clearly that 
we have a significant and a sizable team that operates the social boutique. But in the beginning, besides me birthing the idea, I had a wonderful, wonderful partner, uh, and she is the VP of operations, Kim Bourgeois, mm-hmm. and we worked tirelessly, just the two of us to begin with, for months before we had any volunteers on on the scene, and now we have about 30 volunteers. So that just goes to show you, and that's in a three-year, we're now three years old. So really, the way that it was, that, that she, I say, she was born and, it, and I say it was a two-year incubation. The longest pregnancy I ever had was, <laughs> you know, realizing that in order to birth her, the requirement was that we needed to have free space in order to set up a store, basically. So it's a social enterprise nonprofit, but the, the sole function and purpose of the store is to be able to, tr- to, to turn the product that we were not able to use at Dress for Success Halifax for our clients to be able to turn that product into money that would come back into the programs to serve the women. So as it stands, there are numbers of items of clothing that we send to the social boutique. But in addition to that, we also, every single week, we support Big Brothers Big Sisters. We support the Salvation Army. We send bags of clothing every week to those organizations in addition to the social boutique. But with the social boutique, you know, we can only we only have so much space also on Gottagen Street. So we're extremely blessed by our donors in the community. And because we only have so much space, you know, if we have, let's say, for instance, it you may even find interview appropriate outfits at the social boutique, which, by the way, anybody can shop. Right. So it's totally guilt free shopping, mm-hmm. 100 percent volunteer driven and 100 percent of the proceeds go back to dress for success to put run the programs for the women. But but the point is, we if we have, let's say, for instance, 10 pair of size two trousers or, you know, we don't need more than 10 pairs of black size two trousers. Right. So that would be a prime example where those clothing would go to the social boutique. And the fact that the clothing is, again, tax-free and so inexpensive to purchase, you know, roughly the prices run anywhere from 5 to $10, it really opens up the opportunity for other young women, let's say they happen to be, you know, looking to become a lawyer and they're in university, but they certainly don't fall under the parameters of, requiring dress for successes services so they wouldn't be referred but they can easily go to the social boutique and purchase a wonderful outfit very inexpensively and not only are they helping themselves but they're helping the women that we serve so and literally you looked at a garment once and the light bulb went off for the idea for this i i did i did it was a it was a sweater and it had a 300 dollars price tag on it and it was not appropriate for an interview and i thought on one hand, I literally could see this visually. On one hand, I could see we don't receive any money whatsoever as an organization. And on the other hand, I was seeing $300 in cash being put in a bag and putting it out to another organization. Right. And I thought, because because we're not in the business of selling clothing. That's not what Dress for Success does. But I thought, well, if we're it, we're allowed to pass it on to another nonprofit slash social enterprise, such as Big Brothers or Salvation Army. So if we were to have a nonprofit social enterprise that actually mission and mandate was to support dresser success, what a beautiful complete circle that would make and serve the clients as we move forward. So that really is how she was born. But as I say, I carried her for over. <laughs> 
well, <laughs> as you say, two years actually before before we ended up with space. So we're we're really really blessed. That's that a long pregnancy. It's a very long pregnancy. Nine <laughs> months is, ba- is long enough, but two years is is a very long time. You know, I'm a big believer in that you can make anything happen, and that you know you can be resourceful and and uh, and if you have the drive and and the desire to make something happen, that you can. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to other nonprofits who are maybe maybe struggling to raise money to keep their doors open? Uh, well, for me, again, I think it would be looking at what is it that we already have that is available that maybe by changing it slightly, modifying, doing something just a little bit differently, but not looking for something completely brand new, work with what you have and see if there's another way that you can see it to make something new. And and really, you know, I would say that that is what happened in this case because you know, it wasn't, I mean, there are lots of stores that sell clothing. It wasn't rocket science, but it was actually being able to see something. And, and by the way, Tanya, mm-hmm. this only, this only happened for me six years after being in the organization. Right. So it wasn't right. something that just came automatically. So yeah, I would, I would say, you know, there are, and also for other nonprofits, especially if they have, you know, volunteers and staff, have conversations with them. They're working in the trenches and, you know, you never know who has the next great idea. And especially when they're surrounded by the work that you do, you have that automatic passion. Most likely they will see things that you might not. Right. I've always said that. And, and I, and I will also tell you that a philosophy for me that has been in place for at least three, if not four decades of my life now mm-hmm. has been that I never, and I repeat, never, ever ask anybody to do something that I would not do myself. Mm-hmm. I just, I just would not do that. And, you know, I've found that when, you know, you're willing, especially when the team sees that you do everything that they, or, and that might not be that you continue to do it on an ongoing basis, but at least they know that you're not asking them to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. That's just my own personal philosophy. And, you know, I just, I can't imagine it being any other way. And yet there are many roles and responsibilities. There are things that, you know, you, you may not have the ability to do, but that's not the thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the attributes of a, an, a good leader, an effective leader, man or woman? Well, you know, I would say certainly listening is at the top of the list in terms of being a good leader. If, you know, if, if all you're doing is, you know, barking orders or, you know, always talking and not listening, then there's no space really for you to receive the value that is around you. Mm -hmm. I also think that, you know, again, being willing and, and stepping up to sort of, you know, where the rubber hits the pavement and you, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it, you follow through you know, uh, I mean, there's a there's a list, many many things, and I'm sure your your previous 
callers have, have given, you know, many different things and we, we can take any one of them. But really, I think that listening is, it, again, it's almost feels like one of the things that doesn't happen a lot today. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, whether it's volunteers or staff, they are all looking to be heard mm-hmm. without, without exception. The same thing is with our clients. They're all looking to be heard. They're all looking to be listened to. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I mean, for us, that's just part of our mission and mandate that we, we do that. But I think as an effective leader, it's really important to mm-hmm. do that as well. I agree with you. And, you know, when I read about uh, what makes people stay in their jobs, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially min- min- millennials because they become the biggest cohort, yes. um, is, is that they're providing value. They're prov- oh, they they want to have some sense of, you know, providing value. And I think that goes hand in hand. You have to listen to your staff and listen to, you know, their ideas and how they can contribute and, and you know, and maybe think outside the box. Um, Absolutely. You're you're 100% right, Tanya. And I've mm -hmm. heard it many times myself where, you know, a lot of staff will say it's not it's not about the money. It is about am I making a difference? Am I appreciated? Mm -hmm. And am I and am I valued? Yeah. Those are the things that we hear. You were selected as the only Canadian to serve on the International Board of Directors for Dress for Success because, you know, just for our listeners, it is an international organization and Halifax is an affiliate. What is what did that mean to you? For like congratulations, I think that's that's amazing. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me now that I've gotten to know you. Um but what does that mean to you? Well, thank you very much for that, Tanya. I I think the biggest thing for me personally is that it has given me the ability to see the organization from three levels all at the same time, which is quite an anomaly. I, I can't I don't think it will ever happen in the history of the organization again because currently, you know, I serve as the CEO of the local affiliate Dress for Success Halifax. Mm-hmm. I also serve as a founding board member of the Dress for Success Canada Foundation and that was and that's brand new within the last two years. And then this year was appointed to the Dress for Success International Board of Directors. So for me to be able to see locally, nationally, and internationally the the inner workings of the organization, how it all comes together, how it plays out, has been absolutely phenomenal for me, really and truly. And I just feel incredibly honored and blessed. And, you know, one of the things I, I don't know if I had mentioned to you before, but we have affiliates across the country. And typically, the it certainly would not be Halifax that would be chosen for a role like that. It would usually be something somewhere like Toronto or Mm -hmm. Calgary or Vancouver, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, again, feel extremely blessed Mm -hmm. to have been chosen to be serving as one of the, the two affiliates and the international board of directors. And you're in really good company. I understand there's, you know, a member of the Oprah organization that sits on the board and, you know, there's, she does. Yeah. There's some chief editor of the Oprah magazine. Yeah. Yes. And we also have a very high level uh, vice president of, World of Walt the Walmart worldwide, and she is amazing. Mm-hmm. She serves on our board, 
and really the entire team is it's just incredible to see the passion from each and every one of those board of directors and the fact that they all step up and want to see the success of the organization and are willing to do whatever is necessary to make that on a, on a global level. I mean, it's very impressive. Absolutely. Yes. I yes. think you're in very good company. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I recognized right away when we met that you were a leader because, <clears throat> and this meant the world to me. So recently I was at an event where I was, um, the the primary sponsor and I spoke and I actually heard you clapping first when I <laughs> when they announced my name and I was supposed to go up to the podium to speak and I heard you getting the crowd going and that really meant the world to me because as you know that's a nerve-wracking situation it's never easy um, absolutely to get up and speak in in front of um, you know a, a room full of people that you don't know. So it was a very, very large room full of people. Yeah. I might add. And yes, you were the sole speaker on the stage. You did a phenomenal job. And you know, it again. That's exactly the kind. That's in alignment with what it is that we do. It, mm-hmm. it really is all about supporting. And you know, I had met you prior to going up, and I just I was so excited and thrilled to be there. And I know how that works. It usually takes somebody to start, you know, yeah. to get the the clapping, and you just nailed it. You just knocked it right into the park that night. Tanya. Well, thank Great you so job. much. I just wanted you to know that that really meant a lot to me because, like, my heart was thank pounding you. out of my chest. <laughs> You wouldn't know it, though, because you, as I say, you appeared very calm and did a great job. I kept it together, but that kind of, it, it really did make me kind of smile, and it, it really did calm me down. So thank you. I know you have mentioned that you your, your primary, you know, your motivation, your goal is to always move women forward. Mm-hmm. And what exactly do you mean by that? Well, I really, what I'm looking for, it's not just about a woman getting a job. It Mm -hmm. is truly, truly having her feel and doing what it is that makes, again, her heart sing, what it is that she wants to do in life. Now, that's not always possible, of course, in the beginning, because, you know, they have children, they have certain jobs that they, that they take on. But we, you know, when I think about a woman moving forward, doing what it is that they truly want to be doing, and if there's any way, shape, or form that we are able to be instrumental in directing that path once she's on it, then that's exactly what we will do. If we, you know, understand and know that she's taking a, a job temporarily, but that's not really what she wants to do, we'll do everything that we can with career coaching mm-hmm. and assistance and providing them the opportunity so that they can be doing what it is that they want to do. Because really, isn't that what we're here for? I mean, it's to be happy, to be having fun, to be enjoying life, mm-hmm. truly, truly enjoying life. And when you think about the majority of your time or certainly at least a full one-third of your 24-hour day is spent working Mm -hmm. you want to be doing what you want to be you know doing literally for me that makes a huge difference it makes me so sad when when people tell me that they you know they hate going to work they hate their job you know what yeah 
it it's one of the it's one of the things that really hurts my heart i i tell you honestly it really really does and or even oftentimes i'll hear people say you know oh it's monday they you know they can't wait for friday and for me you know anybody that is truly doing what it is that they want to be doing a monday will feel like a friday yes it's not the weekend but to be energized and enthusiastic about what it is that you're doing each and every day really to me is mm-hmm. the definition of success it's mm-hmm. not about the money it is about doing what it is that you feel joy and passion about doing brenda i know that you are a role model for many and i know now you become mine as well <laughs> who are you inspired by oh my goodness <laughs> really i i i there isn't one person that mm-hmm. i could that I could say there are so many really it's I feel that that's a rainbow in my life there are so many people who add value and are uplifters not just to others but to me as well what I would say is mm-hmm. that when I think about the collective fabric of the personalities the people who have been in my life they have all all contributed to who I've become However, mm. after having said all of that, I will tell you that probably the most instrumental person in my life in terms of my personality, my drive, my work ethic, all of that would have to have come from my father. Hmm. Okay. He was a he was a, a an amazing man who raised me with the attitude that you can do anything you want in life. Mhm. Absolutely. And it had nothing to do with gender. There was never ever, you know, a sense of well, you can't do that because you're a girl or it, never ever anything like that. It was you put your best foot forward, you do your best and you go for whatever it is that you want. And and I I just really that made a huge impact in my life. There's no question about it. Well, good for him. And I'm sure, you know, his generation that probably wasn't the norm. No, absolutely not. That's and again, I think that's why it was. I was so blessed and mm-hmm. fortunate to have a father like that because I do remember friends of mine at the time were, you know, were being prompted and urged to do what the parents wanted them to do, right. and that's not what I was exposed to. You know, I, I had full support and guidance, and you know, told you, whatever you you go and you do what what you want to do. So I'm. I'm very grateful, very appreciative of that. What are you most proud of um, in, in uh, for Dress for Success? Oh, well, you added, you went and added that. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't added, if you hadn't added Dress for Success into the equation, I would have said my children. Well, okay, in grand, general. And my grandchildren, no question about it. They are, without question, my most valued, prized possessions, if you will, even though they're not mine. Yes, I birthed them and brought them mm-hmm. into the world, but they they really are amazing. Dress for success, I would have to tell you that there are there are a multitude of things that mm-hmm. I've been proud about over the years, but probably the if I were to pick one thing it would be the social boutique. It would be the mm-hmm. it would be the incubation and moving the social boutique forward because not only has it benefited the organization, but it also has made a significant difference in the community to the volunteers who have 
you know, moved us forward and it's affected and impacted their lives significantly, as well as the VP of operations. It's been, it's been, it was really a godsend in her life as well. So I'm really, really proud about that. And I'm proud of her and I'm proud of the volunteers and all that they do through the social boutique. What is in store for Dress for Success? Do you have anything else in incubation right now that you're going to be birthing? (laughs) Yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. In fact, 2020 is going to be a landmark year because what we are doing at Dress for Success is we are moving into the outlying areas within a 60-kilometer radius. So we'll be moving into, you know, Lunenburg, Truro, uh, down in the valley, Chester, the South Shore, those areas where women who right now are unable to take advantage of our services because they don't have the ability to get to our organization in Halifax, we are doing a pilot project where we will be bringing the women to Dress for Success and we'll be looking at providing suiting to about an extra 100 women in the 2020 year. So really looking forward to that. That will be a pilot project that we hope will continue for the next three years. That's amazing. Congratulations. Very excited. Wonderful yeah, to so hear. Much. Thank One, you. Well, Brenda, as you know, I always end the conversation with the same question um, for every guest, and that is, what book do you currently recommend? I would always recommend The Four Agreements, and that is by Don Miguel Ruiz. <clears throat> and, and it is a very short, it's an easy read. And yet it is incredibly powerful. And in fact, it also speaks to your earlier question with regard to leadership. There are four agreements that each one are talked about. Have you read the book, Tanya? Yeah, I actually read it a long time ago. It was a few years ago. But it's, it's a book that I, it's the kind of book that you'll always revisit. Absolutely. That book, as well as Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, are, are two absolutely go-to books. But the four agreements, the fact that, you know, they're such simple agreements. You know, one, be impeccable with your word. Uh, two, don't take anything personally. Three, always do your best. And four, don't make assumptions. Those four things, as simple as they sound, really make such a difference if you actually apply them to your life. Mm-hmm. So I would say that would be that would be my, my recommended read for sure, for anybody who hasn't read the book. Brenda, I just adore you, and I sincerely thank you for everything that you're doing, especially on behalf of women in our community, and and you're such a, such a force, and you're such a driver of um, positivity and change, and I really thank you for that. You're very inspiring. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. It's been an absolute honor and a delight to speak with you. It's been really my pleasure Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. This podcast is produced by Tanya Shadrawi and Michael Boyd through the facilities of Podcast Atlantic. We'd love for you to be part of our conversations. If you'd like to drop us a line, please go to tanyamedia.com. Or if you know of someone who should be on our show that's from our very cool part of the world here in Atlantic Canada, we'd love to hear your ideas. You can subscribe to Beyond Our Borders on iTunes and most Android podcast platforms. Until the next conversation.